get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! You know that song uh, during the season when we were struggling? Uh, the whole, it's the blues turn now. That always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And we did, it was like, this is not our turn now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it feels a little different now. Uh, we, man, when, when uh, I was talking to Smash and Gene about redoing that song over the summer, I was like, telling them guys this this team's gonna be something different there's gonna be a long playoff run you should redo the song people will love it and then when they came out of the gate i was like oh god i look like a moron thank god they turned it around for for my personal reasons yeah they they did it just for you they did did. welcome to season seven episode 49 of let's go blues radio we're gonna hit 50 episodes this year that's exciting uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. This is franchise episode number 182 all-time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder, and we'll be with you for the next little while talking 2019 Western Conference champion St. Louis Blues hockey after the good guys in blue disposed of the West Coast team in teal, 90s dated teal, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, to interact with us on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at jponder94. Also, follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook. The website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool T-shirts, mugs, and stickers that you can't find anywhere else. And speaking of T-shirts, we have a brand new Play Gloria shirt in the shop. Um, kind of a play on the old trumpet logo, so that's kind of neat. Uh, check that out. Um, Jeff, you had an interesting interview earlier today. I did. And, uh, before I get into that, Kurt, I want to say, did you design that shirt yourself? Uh, that shirt is, um, my creation. Yes. That was, that's very, very well done. I don't like to compliment you because I feel like you don't deserve it, but you actually deserve it this time. (laughs) So, so, so nice work, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I I kid, of course, that uh, you don't deserve it because, my God, I've, I'm in such a good mood right now. I just love everybody. It's it's like it's like Tropics you, basketball here. ELE, baby. Everybody love everybody. And you have loved everybody in the past 24 hours. <laughs> There's been a lot of that. Everyone that's come across your desk. <laughs> has come across his desk. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> I started that joke without having an ending, and I, you picked it up nicely. You I, picked up what I put down. I, Thank I, you very much, Bill. Yeah. I feel I I feel it's much more important not to leave things left unsaid. <laughs> anyway, your your interview, Jeff. 
my goodness, this is uh, this is shaping up to be quite the show, guys. Uh, so uh, yeah, to, to something that we wanted to have him on during the show tonight because obviously this was a big deal. But uh, Mr. Cam Jansen, uh, someone that I teased last summer that was going to be part of the interview series. Uh, for whatever reason, things fell. The wheels kind of fell off on that. Uh, we both just got too busy to where we couldn't come up with the time. So we kind of said, all right, we'll reconvene during the season. That never happened. So we talked uh, yesterday before the big game, and uh, he agreed, yeah, let's let's just do this tomorrow because the Blues are going to win tonight. So uh, we are going to have a lot to talk about. So, yeah, if you want to check out my interview with Cam Jansen, we released it today at 7.30 p.m. We actually did the interview this morning. So uh, if you listen, um, it's kind of funny as he talks about how he got zero sleep last night, which I'm in the same boat as him. And uh, was he out with Chase? It was a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk about Chaser and, and Plager and all the guys. So um, it was a really fun interview to do with him, somebody who's been around the organization for a while and someone who obviously knows a lot of the players, uh, still really good friends with Petrangelo. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's a very good guy for, for what he did too because he is – Leaving for his interview as we or interview, leaving for his uh, um, honeymoon. Same thing as we speak. Yeah, right. Uh, he's he's going to Cabo, so he uh, wanted to fit, fit in our interview before he left. So very cool of uh, uh, Cam Jansen to do that. So yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be podcasted. So if you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're listening to us live right now, uh, go over to our YouTube page which uh, if you don't know how to search Let's Go Blues Radio on YouTube, just go to letsgoblues.com. You'll find the uh, the YouTube link on there. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's about a 15-minute interview. It's a it's a quick, easy listen. And um, Cam, again, just a, a great guy. If you don't follow him on Twitter, CamJansen25. Also, uh, make sure you check out his show, which I wrote down and, 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 and put it away. Uh, Cam, uh, the Cam Jansen show, I know is the name of it. It's on, uh, the big five ninety. So make sure you check that out. I do not have the times, but I'm sure you can find that given today's technology. Uh, we had a bet with the, uh, Teal town USA boys over, uh, in the San Jose area. Um, and I, they're, they're not going to want to bet us anymore because, uh, <laughs> that's two this year. That's two already. Um, they had a, uh, um, they lost a bet to us earlier in the season where they had, had to display a logo on their screen, our logo. And then we, they lost a bet to us uh, in the playoffs here where uh, we have a 12-pack of uh, their local craft beer. Select bottles, I guess, coming our way from them. Not Bud Select. Not Bud Selects, no. Hand-picked. Hand-picked. Hand, right. <laughs> hand-selected. Uh, hand-selected uh, to the to the meticulous degree that uh, he said not to expect it for at least a month, <laughs> which is, that's fine. It's fine. So it's that we're looking forward to that. They're good sports, and that was, um, and I, we'll, we'll see if they want to make any wagers next season over any games. I'm sure they, uh, I, if, if I were them, I would not. It's a lesson to you guys. <laughs> you mess with the Blues, you mess with their whole family. That's right. <laughs> uh, the official beers of episode number 182. Um, Bill has, Bill has a couple. Yeah, I do. I, uh, started a bomber the other night, um, and wanted to finish it off because it's appropriate because it's chocolate cherry Yeti. And as I said in my tweet, you know, 
after a, a sweet victory last night, deserves a cherry on top. Ah, uh, that's where you went with that. Very nice. Yes. Very so, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeti is always good. This is uh, a chocolate cherry flavor, but it's it's good. It's not overpowering. I'm not a big fan of a lot of fruit flavor in stouts, and this is this has got a good balance. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a fruity guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know, we know. Uh, and uh, you have a second. I do. Um, I'm I'm going with uh, one uh, local urban chestnut, Herb, yep. big shark lemon rattler, <laughs> in uh, honor of uh, big shark bicycles. And uh, it's from yeah, Urban Chestnut. Uh, and I at first I thought this was nice and blues logoy, but uh, no, that's Bruins logoy. <laughs> it's black, oh, yellow and black. Billy, it's also Bill got a shark Bill. on it. Yeah, so. yeah. It, uh, I, <laughs> you did. I did put it together. <laughs> you didn't put. I did. You didn't. I, you didn't put two and shark together. No. Because <laughs> I, I, I yeah. when I saw it, I'm like, there's a shark on it. It's got to have some. Some correlation to the series against the sharks, but no, no that's a I'm, that's just a happy accident. That that is that is yeah. How <laughs> focused I am right now. Right? Serendipity, baby. Uh, Jeff, what you got? My God, Bill, you're struggling already this episode, God buddy. Damn, I am. I need you to pick your game up, Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, thank you for hand passing it over to me. There you go, Mr. Blue's Hat in the YouTube chat. He said this show's a fail without a hand pass reference. So there you go. He just joined. He doesn't even know. He's just saying that. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Making stuff up. Yeah. So, so my episode, or my episode, okay, I'm struggling too. <laughs> my is, God. Okay. Let's just move on to me. <laughs> yeah. Can we just start? Uh, no. So I'm, uh, my beer of the episode is the uh, Single Speed uh, from Four Hands Brewery. And this is something I've had on. The show, and like I said on Twitter with my tweet for beer of the episode, I'm not changing it up because whatever I'm doing is working because we all know that's how superstition works. So uh, I will continue drinking single speed and Schlafly pale ale through the rest of the playoffs. What's your what's your uh, go to shower beer? Oh, it's actually single speed. Single speed your shower beer. Bill, you got a yep. shower beer? Uh, it's some kind of rattler. It's the last few times I've had a shower beer. It's been a rattler. <laughs> I'm a, okay. All right. All right. What about you? I've done a I've done a Bud Light Orange uh, in the in the shower. I was shower beer. gonna say that. Of course, Bud Light Orange. <laughs> that hey, if there is ever a beer made for the shower, it's a Bud Light Orange after after a cut in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Bud Light Orange in the shower. I want to call out real quick. Uh, I, oh, Mike Meyer with a great reference there in the YouTube chat. Just not superstitious, just a little stitious. I have been quoting that office uh, reference the entire postseason. So thank you for bringing that up, sir. Mr. Blue, um, uh, Mr. Blue's hat with uh, maybe the, the YouTube chat post of the season. No. Why is Pondo no. still on this? He's an anchor, Kurt. No, I was, I was going <laughs> to blow right past that one. That's pretty bad. Uh, I, 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 wanted, no, I wanted to reference uh, Mark Allred, a guy who's actually listened to our show a lot, a uh, Bruins fan, someone I've uh, interacted with for years. I want to say used to interact with him back when I was reporting with the Blues, too. Um, he listens to our show, and, and I don't know why, because we're terrible, but that's not I true am, at all. I'm well, an anchor. You're the anchor. The rest I'm of the an show anchor. is very good. 
My fault. You're right. Um, <laughs> but no, he uh, he says, great show, guys. Best of luck in this final series against my Bruins. Not to have a spoiler alert here. Uh, and uh, yeah, he he's going to be joining us here. We, he's got another question here. We'll get to it in a little bit about Jordan Biddington. But uh, Mark, thanks for joining in, listening to the show. And we always appreciate the support. Actually, his question is something that we already had in our notes. So that's uh, that's a topic that we can get to. Great minds think alike, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and my beer is uh, the uh, peanut butter chocolate milk stout from uh, Four Hands, which is uh, also named Absence of Light. Um, it is one of my all-time favorites, and I had a couple in the fridge, a couple of uh, bombers in the fridge, so I broke one out uh, in a celebratory manner for this for this game. So and, after this game, in condolence to our friends in San Jose, where there is now an absence of light. <laughs> Yes, that's and so you're all kinds of tying in now. You're just yeah. you just you just can't wait to do it. I can't. <laughs> so, Bill's, Bill's back. You He's miss back, you miss the shark I on your beer the can. Most <laughs> obvious fucking thing in the world. But you're going to making tie-ins for my absence of light, yes. uh, which is a good one. Yes, the the sharks the light has went out in San Jose, <laughs> so there's an absence of light. I like it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was if, good. Yeah, if we were to send them a condolence box of beers. That would have to be included, right? Um, we and we are going to send them uh, a few beers from St. Louis because they, they're talking about the San Jose beers an awful lot. Well, just California in general. Well, yeah, but I mean, but I, I had to reference the whole uh, the St. Louis beer scene. The craft beer scene is like very highly regarded. It so, is. and it actually, I think it was Rate Beer or Beer Advocate or somebody um, rated it uh, best beer scene in the U.S. in 2018, I think, or so. You know, it's up there. So we, we'll, we'll send them a, a, a small package to uh, let them sample ours because they were kind enough to to uh, partake in the bet. So we'll, we'll send them something back uh, from St. Louis. Nothing from Anheuser-Busch. You can get that anywhere. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at SDL Blues History Twitter account, May 22nd, 2019 uh, is today's day. So uh, May 22nd, 2000. The St. Louis Blues moved their radio broadcast from KMOX 1120 to the Big 550 KTRS. Uh, that was an awful move. <laughs> was, yeah, it was. That was not good. Well, it was a bad move, too, because eventually the Cardinals followed them, so then they just moved right back to KMOX. Well, what I didn't like about KTRS is what they, they, they're required to power down their signal at like 5 or 6 p.m., something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're outside the city, the signal drastically is 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 not it's staticky and it's not as good. And you just I mean I'm listening to blues games with a little bit of static and just kind of sucked. I didn't uh, didn't much care for it. And we're, I'm, we're 20 minutes from downtown St. Louis, and the and the signal was staticky. Right. Anything outside of the 255 270 radius, you couldn't get shit. Yeah. So. That was uh, that was uh, that was not cool. So I was happy to see them move back, and then now next season they're going to ESPN, which will be fine. That's that's an FM station. That's a different story. But the AM stations they got to power down. A lot of them do it. The KMOX does not have to power down. No, it's no. they have to power down in favor of KMOX. Right, right, right. Because right. KMOX has, uh, it, I was told it has something to do with strategically important stations. Yes, because if an emergency happens, then the, the government can take over just a handful of stations to cover the entire country. That's what I heard. Something like that. Um, so, and that's the only Today in Blues history we have because this is like uncharted waters, really, for uh, for the blues uh, since 1970. So, yeah, yeah, we. Um, so yesterday, 
all your troubles seem so far away? Hmm. Yes. Um, so yesterday was actually the two-year uh, anniversary or three-year anniversary from my trip to San Jose to see the Blues win in uh, round three. Okay. Um, so you so should have passed that along to at SJ Blues history because I should have. Hey, you didn't get my trip to San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> for today in Blues history. Yeah, well, that was yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Well, then that's today. That's excusable. I, I flew home. I got a tour of Netflix and then flew home. What? <laughs> oh, Josh Webster says in YouTube chat, I hope you guys remember me calling the Blues versus Bruins 1970 Stanley Cup rematch in this chat before the playoffs started. LOL. You guys remember that? No. I don't either. He's clearly lying. Yeah, I I, I mean, he, I... I I don't remember it, so it can't be true. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, you, Josh. And if you line. did call it, you would have been much better off doing it at a Vegas bookie. Right. Yes. Did yeah. you did you bet four hundred dollars? <laughs> uh, what that that guy did? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Four hundred bucks on the Blues back when they were in last place, mm-hmm. and now he stands to win. Oh, a hundred, uh, four hundred. Th- what is it? It's a I, lot. I, th- I thought it was like two fifty. There, because there was the two hundred grand. There was the guy that put a hundred down on the Blues before the season. Yeah, and then he's he's gonna get like a hundred, uh, which um, something. To be honest, a hundred dollars on the Blues before the season started was not a crazy bet. No, I mean that was not a crazy bet at all. And so he he stands to win a hundred what hundred thousand? Yeah, Jesus, I might have done that. Yeah, hundred hundred thousand. I mean, I, I would have uh, put fifty Keith bucks Price down. Confirms it. Like you can Yeah, Keith Price confirms it. The better price in the hockey mecca that is Eastern Illinois. <laughs> 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 Uh, Haley Kell, uh, uh, somebody we've never seen in the chat here, so welcome, Haley. Uh, ooh, it's a lady. Maybe. Right? I don't know. <laughs> we've made this mistake before and got roasted in the chat for mistaken uh, sexes, so watch That's yourself. That's true. Yes. It's 2019. <laughs> I shouldn't be assuming gender. No. Um, hey, guys. Uh, loving the fact we fans have an all-STL Blues Talk radio show to listen to, especially and most of us fans are still buzzing from the series clincher last night. This is a 24-7 show, right? <laughs> it can be. Let's make it happen. You know what? Uh, that's actually kind of what the plan was for um, uh, Yo Radio, Yeah, uh, which is uh, apparently still going to happen, but not this season. So um, they're going to do, they're going to put all the Blues podcasts together and then just cycle them 24-7. Um, so you have something to listen to as far as Blues Talk, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That was my understanding of how it's going to work. I assume that's not going to change. So um, hopefully that still happens and we're a part of it. So um, obviously the best part of it, right? So um, the scene- by the way, that is that is Yo Radio, uh, Y E Yo Radio. No, no, it is not. No, 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 no that is not true. Oh, I'm mistaken. <laughs> no. Uh, round three versus the Sharks. Games five and six. Uh, Josh Brown at Fox Two, local St. Louis. Uh, uh, Fox Station affiliate uh, from his Facebook page. Um, did you guys see this earlier? I mean, aside from the notes, no. <laughs> uh, he said on his Facebook page, he said, if he were to write a movie about a hockey team, he'd, he'd begin with a team that has never won a Stanley cup and hasn't been to the finals in nearly 50 years. I'd put that team in last place in the NHL halfway through the season. I'd fire the coach and bring in a guy that very few people know. I'd promote a rookie goalie who would miraculously get hot and lead the team in the playoffs. I'd have one playoff series 
go to seven games and win it in double overtime. I'd have the refs steal another game in overtime by an obvious penalty that wasn't called. After that hand pass, in quotes, I'd have my team outscore the competition 12-2. to I'd have one of the hottest Hollywood stars as uh, their biggest fan and even talk about the team on Jimmy Kimmel. I'd also write a story about how the other professional sports team in town, who everyone loves, starts showing up at games to cheer. During one playoff game, I'd write, in a, I'd write in a tornado that canceled the baseball game so the entire city could focus on clinching a game of the Western Conference Finals. Then I'd have them play the team that beat them 49 years ago from Boston, no less. And just for kicks, I'd include a little girl battling cancer who was befriended by the team. She would survive and go on to be at the playoff games. But who would believe all of that? It's a good movie. Uh, it's, it, it really is. Build it and they will come. You you add an NHL enforcer that makes the All Star game, and that's a movie. <laughs> that's yeah. You just kind of just yeah, just creative liberties with that one. <laughs> just give Thorburn something to do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just, go. Hey, he's just, just good on just the broadcast. Transpose, yeah, transpose uh, Thorburn and John Scott <laughs> from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Thorburn could play himself in the movie. He's not doing anything. Right. This team's so bad, we had to send a guy not even on this team who's a good to the All Star game. <laughs> right? Who we was... tried to trade him. The NHL made us trade him. <laughs> uh, game five, uh, a statement game. For the blues in hey this. Guys, but before we get to that, I, I think oh, we would be remiss. Derailed. We, we, <laughs> I did. We were going so I think, well. I, I think we need to do this. And I, I'm not saying we do not need to spend a lot of time on this. We're completely not mentioning the hand pass game. Should we at least talk 10 seconds about the hand pass in game three? It happened. It was wrong. We overcame it. Didn't we talk about this last show? No, no, oh. because we did our show Tuesday uh, right. of last week. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, yes, oh, let's talk about it. Um, it uh, well, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to talk about other than that it it was a hand pass and uh, shouldn't have happened. And uh, I think NHL now apologize for it. They apologize for it. They removed the officials uh, from the rest of the playoffs because they screwed the pooch. Um, I and I I don't think anybody has once actually. That, no, that's not true. Some people tried to say it wasn't a hand pass. Some people tried to say it hit off a leg, Bumish's leg, and even it didn't. But even if it did, Don't it wouldn't matter. matter because the Blues didn't gain possession. possession. Right, exactly. So, I, I mean, I, 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 that's uh, any discussion online that where people challenge the hand pass, um, what, it was quickly shot down by other people. So, I, I mean, it was, uh, it was an unfortunate thing, but it actually, I mean, if you look back on it, probably motivated the Blues. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what was going to be my point. Yeah. I think at the time obviously that's one of the most angry. I mean, I again talk about not being able to sleep. I couldn't sleep after that game. I was furious. I could I couldn't stop pacing. I was so mad. But looking back in hindsight, that might be the best thing that happened to this team. It really lit a fire under their asses. It did. I and yeah, I'll go Bill. I was just going to say to me the the reaction the team had and it, it it flowed from Barube, right? Barube yes. took them into that locker room and said, "It happened. Get over it." You know, you know, and and it's interesting because of the interviews after the game, and the next day when players were interviewed and quoted, and they were like, "You know, we're moving on. It's fine." But that attitude from the players compared to the attitude they had on the ice, like Shen 
And Bennington, oh my God, Shen slamming a stick on the glass. Bennington, same thing. They're arguing right. with the officials. They're barking. They're bit. They're pissed. They're, uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they get in the locker room, it's like they're over it. Yep. And that, and like you said, that's uh, that's uh, Abrube has so much to do with that about turning the page and not worrying about it. He goes, he, he said basically he told him, you know, you can't do anything about it now. Right. You, you, fuck it. You can't do anything about it. Let's get ready for the next game. And, and they, they did. And they did. Yeah. And they came out and they won. They played a hard game, had a lot of good hard hits. And uh, compare and contrast the Blues and Barube's reactions and how they handled it to Pete DeBoer and the whiny-ass bitch Sharks. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, there was nothing but whining after that game about dirty hits. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's interesting because the Sharks learned nothing. They learned absolutely nothing from the way the Blues handled their uh, adversity in this series. Well, I mean, and then you, you I mean you mentioned the, the way that the players reacted. I didn't like Eric Carlson's response when they asked him, did you know that was a hand pass? Oh, and he's, oh, we're not playing handball out here. Just admit, yeah, Meyer you know, was, maybe it was. Meyer maybe was, we got away with one. Right. Meyer was fucking playing handball. In Carlson's reaction on the ice, he thought for sure mm. that was getting called back because he did not celebrate. No, that's not the way you celebrate an overtime goal. No. <laughs> in the playoffs, no. no. He was protecting his groin. <laughs> that's true. He can't, <laughs> he can't really jump or anything too much, so he's, that's, a, that's a thing. No, I, I, you know, you mentioned the uh, the way Baruby acted. I mean, I'll admit that um, when this happened, I... I was furious, and I don't normally tune in. You know, you get the the tweet uh, notification. I don't know if you guys do that. You know, oh, uh, head coach Craig Brube is now taking questions from, uh, you know, reporters, and you know, a lot of people tune in right away. I usually wait till it's over, just as you know, because I don't feel the need to watch it right away on in live time. And I, that time I did, because I'm like, man, I wonder how fired up he's going to be. And then he wasn't, and I was a little shocked. But then, like Bill said, that was the reaction this team needed. You needed your head coach to just look the other way and say, man, we're going to move on. And uh, obviously, that was the way to go. And, and yeah, I agree with you guys. The San Jose Sharks seemed to take the exact opposite response mm-hmm. to the adversity they were facing from the Blues. They learned nothing. I, I Actually, I think Barube's, um, uh handling of that situation earns him an extra, extra year on his contract. <laughs> just that, that 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 reason alone like you know what well done sir you get an extra year at four million per no is that is that fair you know i mean four four million per mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to get into money but i mean that's that's a lot for a coach actually yeah but, i uh, mean for a guy who officially hasn't had the interim tag removed right, i mean i know right it's i mean that's that's just you know, kind of the it unofficially Armstrong said there's only one candidate for the yeah, job, which and everybody's like, and everyone is perfectly fine with that now. Yep. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So then going into game five, um, very because the Blues were, were uh, uh, this was a statement game tied tied at two. The Blues had uh, come back from that uh, the game three debacle, um, to win game four. And then game five, um, I, and I don't, I, you know what? To be honest, they didn't in game four. Just real quick, <clears throat> um, the Sharks could have won that game. They, they and they they did not. Um, yeah, and that that was a that was a. I mean, the Blues played better than they had in the early in the series, but they they the Sharks had every opportunity to win that game, and Bennington was huge in that game. So the difference, if yes. you will. Yep. 
So, and then going into game five, it was really interesting to see what was going to happen because the Blues had tied it at two, and it was a back-and-forth series so far. Um, team is trading victories. So um, the Blues made a statement in this game and went up 3-2 to two in the series, winning 5 to nothing. And to, to be honest, this, this, this game told me that the, we're winning this series. Because, I mean, not just because we're up 3-2 and we can win it one more, but the way they played, uh, they, it was, I mean, and, and how the game ended and how the Sharks uh, physically could not handle what the Blues brought to the table um, and, and lost a couple players, three players technically, um, two and a half actually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, and that, that, uh, that, after that game, I'm like, wow, we are, we are winning this series. I and a dominating performance five nothing Schwartz with a hat trick second in the playoffs and scoring early again in a game. I mean this is this is like if you had a recipe for success in the playoffs, um, the Blues kind of put it all together with scoring early, getting power play contributions. Your biggest your big name players you're getting well big name players contributing and getting contributions up and down the lineup. Sunquest, yeah, Sunquest, yeah, Barbershop, uh, Barbershop. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like everything you could put on the table saying, well, we got to do this. We got to do this. Got to get this. Got to get, get that. Got to get key saves. And Yeah. And it all happened. Get key saves, get, get depth scoring, get uh, uh, your best players. Got to be your best players. Um, we really got a touch of all that. So yeah. that was. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked, I mean, that we, you mentioned Schwartz getting the hat trick. Obviously, that's a good game for him. And um, the role players all coming up big. But I like Tarasenko's game. I thought he looked very good in this game. I thought O'Reilly, Shen, they all just, they they dominated. I mean, we talk about the, the injured Sharks, and, you know, we can talk about how, I'm sorry, moronic Peter DeBoer was for playing Eric Carlson. I know. Right. Can we talk about Good. that? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think we have to because yeah. that, was, that was really, I thought, the key to the game. Yeah, me too. You, you put a guy who's 60% out there and then sit him, and make Brent Burns play 15 minutes of the third period. Yeah, uh, and I and I thought I thought you know if you're gonna play Carlson, he's really because I mean, he didn't look good. I, I don't know what I don't know what DeBoer saw in him in the pregame skate or the, the morning skate to determine that he was good to go. I mean I'm like that that this is a this is a huge game. Mm-hmm. I mean the winner of Game Five wins like almost 80 percent of series. So I mean he. This was a big decision, and he's a defenseman. He's supposed to log a lot of minutes, and he ain't gonna do that. Um, and the Blues' first goal was a turnover that, not completely Carlson's fault, but uh, yeah. but it was it, it was he had a hand in it. Right, Timo so, Meyer didn't place himself n- right. He almost he, he let the puck go. It seemed like, right. but it was the puck was in his skates, but he didn't try to stop it. So, um, but yeah, I, that, I agree. I, I don't. I I was I was actually shocked, and I made a comment on Twitter. I said, "Well, he's starting." So he's playing. So it'll be interesting to see how much he plays, when he plays, and how effective he is. And he didn't play much. Uh, he didn't play. Didn't play often, and he was not effective. So no, he he and, and well, you know I know that people are making the case. Well, it's fine if you play him if you work in seven defensemen, right? And maybe you just put yes. Carlson out there when there's offensive pressure or a power play. Yes, and. And but, they didn't do that. I mean, no. you, you get a guy out there who, I mean, literally looks like he's skating on one leg, and well, he is a pirate. you're not going to give him the, <laughs> yeah. the support he, he needs. He is a pirate. Does anybody have a does anybody have a, have a gif of him on the peg leg? I mean, that's like the perfect, right? Yeah, the perfect gif or the perfect uh, him in a peg leg skating on the ice. That's hilarious. 
it was it was it was bad. I mean, I it was actually to a point where you know, obviously we talk about the uh, uh, the guys from Teal Town. I know some guys from Fear the Fin. I have another guy I talked to that's a Sharks fan. Um, that I actually kind of feel bad for him because I'm like, God, what is your coat? What is your your favorite team's coach doing? Putting that guy out there and and then you know I saw people. We'll get into the Pavelski hit, I'm sure, but um, the. When Pavelski got hit, people saying that guy shouldn't have been playing anyway. He should have never come back. He's he wasn't ready, and I think that's clear. Like well, it's just it's shocking how much these injured players were used, yeah. and then you just see like obviously again we'll get to game six here, but um, you know with them not playing, it's obvious these guys should not have been in game five. Um, I thought Pavelski was fairly effective mm-hmm. when he was out there. I mean, I mean his he. Um, but, but the fact that he did get injured as easily as he did, I mean, I guess lends the, to the idea that he probably shouldn't have been playing, but I, I mean, he was much more effective than Carlson was out there. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, and I, and, and we can talk about the Pavelski hit too, or the, the Petrangelo hit on, notice how I pronounced his name correctly, Petrangelo. <laughs> Petra Angelo. Peter Angelo. We should, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to start like a, we'll start like a GoFundMe or something to to take donations to for charity and our goal is like what five thousand dollars to go to charity if uh pierre mcguire will start pronouncing petrangelo's name correctly yeah and 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 push this to people who can get this you know like on the news <laughs> that'd be hilarious <laughs> like oh because because the word is that he knows how to pronounce it correctly he's just not doing it He's been told by the organization a few times. This is how you pronounce it, and he chooses not to. Petrangelo isn't like some rookie kid. I mean, right. he has to know how to pronounce. And I mean, even and the even, guy's been in the league forever now. And even if he was going by his uncle's name, uh, how his uncle pronounces his last right. name, which his Peter uncle pronounces, his uncle pronounces it wrong. Right. This is this was said by Petrangelo's uh, father, right, who was interviewed and said that that no. Uh, 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 Potential uncle Frank, yeah, he says uh, he he pronounces the family name wrong, so it, it's actually pronounced Petrangelo. So I heard, I don't know if this is true. I heard the reason that he go he went by Peter Angelo was because he got tired of people mispronouncing it, so he just went with it. That's that's. Well, <laughs> so I guess, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I know how. I guess Petrangelo probably knows how he feels with uh, Pierre Maguire. And I don't know. It's it's the craziest thing. In the world, to me, um, we're watching the rebroadcast of uh, Game Seven of 2016 against the Hawks, and Troy Brower just scored a pretty cool goal. Yeah, we're, we're on his third on his third try to score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, so McGuire prides himself as being a know-it-all. And, yeah, and he about gets everything. This blatantly wrong. Every time uh, it, he, he's a know-it-all who gets something blatantly wrong and sounds like a fool every time he says his name. <laughs> um, if you if you if you're bored at work and you know you're you know obviously not listening to every single episode of Let's Go Blues Radio every day at work like you should, um, look up Pierre Maguire uh, coaching history or Pierre Maguire Hartford Whalers, and I know we've we've talked about it on the show before. Some of the stuff he did and talked about to the media was crazy when he was a head coach and uh it really goes to show the type of person he is the know-it-all-ism and how it's just uh, it's just blatant disregard for for uh, 
everyone else in the position that he's put himself in. Yeah, he was uh, the anniversary of him being shit canned by Hartford was this week. Nice. Uh, Mark Aldridge said, uh, I'm out, guys. Going to listen to the rest of this uh, podcast at work tomorrow and interested in your take on the uh, the Bennington and Providence topic. Take care all uh, and again, and best of luck. Thank you, Mark. And good luck to you in the series as well. Not too much. Um, you guys got one in 2011 um, and in 70 against us. So uh, I think we're owed this one. So I, I'm not going to be, you know, you can, have, you can have one next year. <laughs> we'll take this one. How amazing would it be if Colton Pareko scores the game-winning goal in overtime in Game Four, and there's a picture of him getting tripped and flying through the ice <laughs> by Nola Chari? <laughs> yeah, since it was Noel Picard. So okay, so the uh, we talk about the hit on uh, Pavelski by Petrangelo. Um, there, you know, you didn't hear a lot about this. I mean, uh, with like credible national guys. Um, Credible should be in quotes, I guess, right? <laughs> but um, but where you did hear a lot about this hit uh, being dirty was on social media where people were saying there was an elbow by Petrangelo and they said the elbow uh, crushed Pavelski's face and he went crumpled to the ice and that's why he was hurt and that's what gave him a concussion, which is not true um, from what I saw. Um, Petrangelo's elbow doesn't even make contact with Pavelski. It, it grazes his visor. That's what it does. It grazes his visor. Um, speculation actually uh, from some people was that Pavelski had a, a lower body injury, like a knee, a knee or something from the from the check. And that's why he left. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. But have, have they said anything today about, because, no. you know, you always start hearing about yeah, these injuries. Right. These guys have. Locker they, clean out day. Yeah. And you know what? And the and the, the people who, the reporters who uh, interviewed DeBoer after the game, I think, uh, when the, uh, one guy had a chance right after the game was over, asked DeBoer, so uh, was, Pavelski, uh, was Pavelski close to playing today? He goes, no, he wasn't close to playing. And I'm like, follow-up question, uh, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he wasn't asked. <laughs> Is his career possibly over because two concussions in two weeks or I, two months? If, if it was a concussion. Uh, the Sportsnet guy, the guys on Sportsnet said they thought it was a lower body. They thought they, thought they saw him limping off. Um, so... But I don't know. So anyway, but anyway, the, the the big thing was the elbow. And did you guys see an elbow? I mean, when you slowed it down and really looked at it, and you weren't trying to find an elbow, like I'm sure a lot of Sharks fans were. No. They're looking for the elbow. No. If you're not looking for it, if you look, if you actually look to see what actually happened, right? You so, see it misses. So what I saw in every hit that was deemed dirty outside of the Blay hit early in the series was the San Jose Sharks forwards were leaned forward and head down uh, or in reaching a, for the in puck a, in yeah. a prone well, position that where you know their their head is not up where it typically is they're like I said leaned forward or hunched down you know happened to Sorensen in the last game you know it, the uh, the hit on um, hurdle you know, he basically, it seemed to me more like he skated into Barbashev's shoulder. They, they weren't targeted headshots. I thought the league, uh, the league's explanation of the Barbashev hit on hurdle was spot on. Right. A lot of times, tell. a lot of times you disagree with the explanation saying, well, I didn't see it that way or really. Um, but I was, I was talking with, uh, one of the Teal Town guys on Twitter and I said, you know what, um, 
it, it, people were calling for suspension or the league to review it and suspend and a possible suspension for Barbershop. I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna suspend a guy for a hit in the playoffs, you gotta be sure that it's heads the principal point, uh, point of contact and it was targeted. You have to be sure. You can't just like, well, it looks like it in this angle. But we can't really tell if it if it heads the point of contact before uh, the rest of the body because there's no reverse angle shot, which we didn't see. So I'm like, you can't you you cannot suspend him based on the angle we saw. You can't. And did the the other question is did we ever see a different angle of that? I I, I only saw the one angle. Yeah, the one angle from that was on, and it wasn't there was nothing on YouTube either. The one angle was on NBC Sports, NBCSN.com, whatever it was. They had the only video of it that I saw. Um, and some of the Teal Town guys, they were uh, comparing that hit to the Carlson hit, where he was suspended two games early in the season. And Carlson, uh, I'm like, it's not even, I, I forgot who he hit, but he, it, was, it was blatantly, I had principal point of contact with the head, and it was, uh, it was targeted. I don't know if he was like a headshot or he was gunning for the head. I doubt he was gunning for the head, but it, just, it was easily a headshot, easily. In both angles. The one angle, okay, it was it was probably the other angle, not a question. Got full head. The 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 the, the force of the hit was much greater, much greater. So I thought that was a was a the analysis of the those two the, the comparison of those two hits was was a was a quite the stretch because Carlson's Bob, hit was on Wagner. Yes, Wagner for the Kings. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And if you look at, um, if you look at that hit, it is not the force of the hit is. It seems like three or four t- times much greater no. than the. the no, it, it, it's 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 more targeting the head. Now, sure. I will say now, if if the NHL would have put down the gauntlet on Barbashev, I, I would have I wouldn't have agreed with it, but I wouldn't have been egregiously pissed. But the way people were talking about the Petrangelo hit on Pavelski, that was nothing. I mean, it, both hits were were clean in my opinion, and maybe I'm biased, but I agree with you on the Barbashev hit for the most part. Um, he, uh, I think, Bill, you said that it looked like he skated into the hit. It was more that Hurdle skated into him, and that's kind of the way I saw it too. They were both kind of gone uh, uh, a direction to where that just it was just incidental contact. Um, I don't think Barbashev led into his head at all, and no, no. It could yeah, compared to that Carlson hit, there's no way. It's it's if you look that up, anyone listening to the show, it's uh, no, it is not. Car- uh, it is not the same type of hit. Carlson on Wagner. Yeah, that's what it is. And to me, it I thought it was a little more conclusive than a lot of people said as far as the head not being the principal point of contact because his shoulders what came up mm. after they collided. You know, it was it was his uh, right shoulder that seemed to be the body part that moved, not his head. I would have loved to have seen a reverse angle of that hit, I, I because. The 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 one angle that uh, I was shown uh, when I when the Carlson and Wagner hit was was shown to me, I thought, okay, well that's that's kind of similar to Barbashev's as far as like what's hit. It looked like head, shoulder, body, uh, kind of all at once. Maybe maybe a little little bit uh, the head prior, but not by a lot. But the reverse angle was a completely different story. You could easily tell it was head first. So um, maybe a reverse angle shows. More of a headshot uh, with with uh, Barbashev, but I, I I mean we don't I, I I told people I wish I could have seen reverse angle just to make sure, but based on what we see, you you can't suspend him based on that video. Uh, Douglas Johannes says 
Cardell's head was down. Barbashev is shorter, and there was no raising of his body to aim for head. Clear body shot. Unfortunate that his head was down, but he knew better. Keep your head up. Hmm. Uh, want to mention to Haley Kell, which we did find out that is uh, this is his wife's account, so it is another gentleman. So uh, <laughs> whatever your name is, Mr. Kell. Uh, okay, guys, I'm heading out for now, but me, Brent, and my wife, Haley, will be listening to you guys the rest of the Ceiling Cup playoffs and more. I'll be sharing LGB radio to my friends and family. Nice work. Uh, thank you, Brent. Thank you, Haley. And uh, and again, I, I think I can say this now, now that I know his wife is listening. Ooh, it's the lady. Let's <laughs> just stop. You're going to scare people away. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I think with uh, in the five to nothing in game five, um, the Schwartz hat trick. Uh, out shooting the Sharks 40 to 21. Um, you know, Kane hits the what's interesting, Kane hits the post in the first minute. <clears throat> Do you think it could have had a different outcome? <laughs> <laughs> what was so great about this was that I thought I thought this game early on was the first four or five minutes or uh, up until uh, 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 Sunquist scored. I thought the game was was pretty even. There was you know a couple chances here and there. Uh, Kane had a good shot, a uh, good chance, hit the post. But I thought the M- NBCSN guys just took that post shot, and it was like the Sharks were all over the Blues. They, they were. Yeah. I mean, and and like you said, they, they did mention that. Oh boy, if that shot had went in, could have <laughs> been a completely different story. Like Thirty five times I know, throughout like, the game. You know what? Posts happen. They happen well, a lot. And Shen hit it, one. Shen hit one too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. Shen just minutes later hit the post. So you want to say that about Kane? Well, what if Shen hits the net? I mean, there, there's no point. Like you said, hitting the, the post, it doesn't. I mean, like my dad always used to say, clothes don't count except for horseshoes and hand grenades. I mean, who cares? And, and who drive-ins. cares? It's part of the game. And drive ins. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and we, and we'll talk about the, the analysis or the broadcasting, uh, comments, uh, in a bit, but yeah, that, that, uh, that, that irked me. Yeah. I was just among many things that they, the broadcasters said that irked me, um, and a lot of people, and it was not just, uh, fans. It was, um, they were talking about it on the, on sports radio today in St. Louis too, about how that, that they noticed it too, that the, the NBCSN, uh, they had a lot of a lot of narratives and they thought the sharks had a lot of good stories uh, surrounding that team. And it seemed like a lot of them thought the sharks were the better team and that they should be winning or would win the series. And that kind of, that seemed to kind of play into their commentary a little bit. Not that they were wanting the sharks to win necessarily, but it seemed like they thought the sharks were the better team and hence their comments, you know, afterwards. Well, if, if you go back to the 2011 world series, not to not to completely go back to baseball here, but um, yeah, I remember when uh, before David Freeze hit that home run in Game Six, the narrative was, "Oh, look at these Rangers players! Look at Josh Hamilton, who's about to win his first World Series." And and they were just the narrative was Rangers, 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 and then Freeze hits that home run, and all of a sudden it's, "Oh, we got to flip the script real quick." <laughs> they come back for Game Seven, and all of a sudden the narrative: Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. And I think that. And, you know, we talk about uh, Pierre Maguire. We're going to talk about him in a little bit here. Uh, was something he said on the Sportsnet broadcast. But um, I think they all kind of had it in their heads that the Sharks were at least going to extend this to seven games. And that is what 
that's what these sports broadcasters do. They they have a narrative. They stick to the narrative, which is fine. I mean, that's that's you have to have something that you can talk about between plays. But um, yeah, it's you gotta you gotta find a way. So if if the script kind of flips a little bit than the way that you were thinking, then you have to be able to to, to pivot and say, okay, yeah, uh, let's stop talking about Joe Thornton. Let's talk about Alexander Steen. Let's talk about Jay Bomeister. Let's talk about, like we said last week, freaking Bobby Plager. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that these broadcasts need to be able to do, and they well, just haven't done it. They didn't do it the whole series. How many, how many times last season did we hear um, oh, the double post? Yeah, oh. double post just happened on the game we're watching. Uh, With, start, uh, and the goal light goes on. Yeah, the goal light goes on. Uh, Blackhawks and Blues 2016 Game 7. Uh, uh, was it uh, uh, who who hit the post? Um, it was a uh, 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 Seabrook. Yeah, Seabrook hit both posts. So that just happened. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think um, as far as uh, we talked about earlier, the Sharks uh, being critical of, of the officiating and uh, not getting the calls in this series uh, and this well in the last couple of games, I guess. And this ever since. Okay, so imagine if you will a scenario in which the officials in the playoffs basically made it possible by way of bad or favorable calls for a certain team that were referred to as the fish uh, to maintain anonymity, <laughs> to stage a massive comeback in game seven, round one, and eventually win that series in overtime. And for that team to also advance out of the second round after a questionable video review in game seven that overturned a goal against them that would have tied the game. And officials also handed the fish Game three in the conference finals with a horrible missed hand pass that resulted in an overtime goal for them. In fact, the officiating was so bad in the fish's favor in those particular situations. How bad was it? That the NHL, it was so bad that the NHL kicked two sets of those officials out of the playoffs. And imagine in this scenario that in games four and five of the conference finals, a few borderline calls do not go the fish's way. And the fish players and the fish coach whine and cry to the press about the officiating. And of course, the fans fall in line and do the same. Wouldn't that be a crazy scenario if it were real? Oh, wait. It was real. That exact This has th- been story time with <laughs> Kurt Price of Let's Go Blues Radio. The Sharks are owed nothing. They, they were owed nothing. Um, any perceived tilting of the ice by the officials uh, should be considered justice being served and things evening out in the long run. I, 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 you you get calls sometimes, and you don't get calls other times. And the Sharks were the benefactor of a couple of big, huge calls that went their way that allowed them to actually win big playoff games. And that there was in, in Game Five, um, there were a couple of hits that probably could have been penalties, but they weren't. I mean, you know, or it, you know, we've seen uh, less called for a penalty. Um, not that the Blues were headhunting or being dirty. It just, you know, things happen. And uh, not getting a couple of calls. Boy, DeBoer and, and, and Carlson and Couture. Uh, Couture and they all, they're all just making just uh, bitchy comments after the game. And I'm like, are you serious, guys, right now? Uh, Wyshynski made a good comment about, uh, you know, basically imagine the same kind of thing I did. Well, imagine a scenario of a team that, that was handed games in the playoffs with bad calls and then bitching about, calls in a game in the playoffs so yeah i <laughs> it's 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 comical really and this series actually will people will remember the series not just because the blues went to the finals but because interesting shit happened in the series hand pass gate 
because because we love putting gate after stuff. I love that. I don't care. I love putting gate. Oh, after I stuff. my favorite is I don't know if you guys ever watched Parks and Rec. Is they uh, they always seem to they they do that. They'll put gate at the end of something, but instead they put it Watergate. So they'll say like. <laughs> And uh, next on uh, the Twitter Watergate scandal, which is what we're calling it until we come up with a snappier name. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, no, and I agree with you, man. Yeah. I, I, and listen, I talked to uh, to Chris of uh, Teal Town yesterday after the game, and um, that was something I said to him was, you know, hey, man, you know, win or lose, I know this was this tough for you guys, but you can at least look back and say this was one hell of a series, whether um, – you're pissed off they lost or not. It doesn't matter because this was interesting. It was, it was evenly played. There was a lot of memorable stuff from it. Um, and you know, and then for, for blues fans, you've got a lot of the stuff on, on the exterior of, um, um, Oh my goodness. Of course I'm drawing a blank. The little, the little girl that, uh, Layla Anderson, Layla, Layla. Yeah. Layla. Layla. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course you got stuff like that. You've got, you know, big time celebrities, John Hamm going on Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, it's it. There's been so many good stuff and good stuff for the sport, really, because not only that, but you're also seeing it to where you're not getting Nashville shoved down your throat. Chicago's not in it. L.A.'s not in it. These are two teams that are starved for a Stanley Cup, and you're seeing these fans just get so involved, and uh, it's just. You know, I know we talk about good and bad for the sport. Who cares uh, in the long run? But man, I this has been great hockey, and uh, it's just it's a shame it had to end. But at least it ended in the Blues' favor. Yeah. Did you read Wyshynski's column today? No, I missed it. Uh, I heard it was good. Yeah, it, it was amazing, <laughs> and it, it's you know it goes back to you know a, a lot of the you know not not as point by point as uh, the uh, Fox Two uh, Facebook post, uh, <laughs> but uh, just what how hard suffering the fans of this town have been, and what it really means to the people and, of St. Louis, and that should have been. The story mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been winning for Joe. I mean, right. singling out one guy who had a chance in 2016 to win it. Right. He and had it, a shot then. And I really, I really want to say, you know, like a lot of it was pushed. A lot of that narrative was pushed by Pierre LeBron early. Yeah. Right. And, and but the, a but, lot of Canadian broadcasters once, or a lot of Canadian media once there was no Canadian team left to root for, was like, oh, Jumbo Joe Thornton. He's a good Canadian boy. <laughs> it's his last opportunity. Whatever. Uh, last year, the this, this story was about Washington never winning a cup, and they finally got one. And and we've been around longer, and we haven't won a cup. Mm-hmm. And and that story has, has, and- has really not been uh, the narrative at all until uh, last now. Night. Yeah, until now. Which is which is yeah, which is it, a shame, right? And it's funny because Bill, you mentioned that you know that's a it's a Canadian broadcaster's good old boy Joe Thornton kind of thing. You watch Canadian broadcasts; they've mentioned that. I've watched some of the Sportsnet broadcasts of uh, of even the Winnipeg series, and they've mentioned like this team, this town in St. Louis. They are so starved for a Stanley Cup. They've been waiting, and you know they've been in the finals since 1970. They've talked about that. In Canada, we can't even get the local U.S. NBC broadcast to mention that kind of stuff because it's all 
slobbering over Joe Thornton. You know who was good to listen to in round one was uh, Winnipeg's TSN station. Mm-hmm. That was a great. Oh, I I thought I thought you know because I, I like to tune into the the opposing sides uh, uh, sports radio online streaming when I can uh, just to get their takes on things and see what they're talking about. Man, that was great. I talked about it before, but they were talking hockey almost twenty four seven on that station. It was a it was great. I loved it. You, you, I mean, they talked hockey here locally, uh, not a lot in the first round, um, but once the Blues got farther and farther, they talked about it more and more and. And now the Cardinals are sucking ass. They're talking blues like almost all the time. But, um, but yeah, that was great. And you got that a lot. But uh, that, and so, but and that's uh, I recommend that to people to to just check out the, the other uh, check out Boston's uh, sports talk, uh, which I imagine is a lot more, is a lot different than St. Louis sports talk. It's probably a lot more critical, a lot more harsh. <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> you fucking suck, boy. Boy, the Bruins suck, huh? <laughs> Why not terrible? Um, I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> that sounded like a. We need to work on our. We need to work on our New England accents. Yeah. Where'd I Where'd I park my car? Yeah. Where'd I park my freaking car? <laughs> uh, so after Game Five, the five nothing win. Your thoughts going into Game Six? As far as like yeah, what your your confidence level, your cause to be honest, I, I was ridiculously confident, and mm-hmm. I and I I tweeted this out. I was like, I, blues blues, and so was Blues Nation was mm-hmm. confident. You could see it overly like, so, right? And I said, I'm like, boy, Blues uh, Twitter is really confident. Maybe a little too much because, right. uh, and, and but I was I was in it. I was right with it because yep. and I tried to I tried to tone myself down and reel it back in, and I couldn't. I'm like, no. We're fucking winning this game. There's no doubt in my mind winning this game. And I felt really weird saying that because being a Blues fan, right. playoffs, I mean, it it's not it's not good. <laughs> not a good history. And uh, but I but the uh, just the way the team was playing, I'm like and and the injuries the Sharks had, I'm like if we fucking lose this game, I, I, th- there's no excuse. There really can't yeah. be. Yeah. So so my reaction was I was I was on on the same wavelength as you. Until I saw San Jose announced f- f- with certainty that Hurdle and Carlson didn't make the trip, so there was going to be new energy. DeBoer wasn't going to be able to make the same fucking mistake. And then I'm like, "Yeah, oh shit, yeah, they're they're going to have a better structure in this game. They're going to have fresher players. Yeah. They're going to have actually capable players on the ice, right? As opposed to yeah, hurt they players they on. had." They've got a couple of younger guys that um, I know that, uh, again, somebody I follow, Andrew Bench, he's a um, Sharks writer. He uh, he was talking about, uh, I think, Gambrel. Did I say his last yeah. name? Uh, how that guy should have been in the series no. over Haley the entire time. No, I think Pierre McGuire, I thought, pronou- I think Pierre McGuire, McGuire pronounces it uh, Gambrele. 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 Uh, uh, he's, he's a good Nova Scotia boy. <laughs> Grew up with Sydney. No, I don't know. Peter Rowe Pete. That's. That sounds like something he would say, but no, I, uh, I thought, uh, he had a great game and I, I agree. I mean, I even told him that after the game, I'm like, man, why wasn't he in this series? Like that kid was skating and man, I mean, again, we'll, we'll we could, I don't know if we're going to close the curtain on the sharks and talking at all about them after the, yeah. we get through the series, but Peter DeBoer, man, I know they went to the Western final, but man, he has got to have be on the hot seat after the way he, 
because he was clearly outcoached yeah. in the series. You know, Gambro, he uh I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but before the game started when when it was said that he was gonna play, uh, I was like I mean, the, the the players that get plugged in, the young players, the fresh players that get plugged in due to injury or to give a shot in the playoffs, you see it a lot. You see them make a contribution and play well. I mean, we're getting it with, with Sammy Belay. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well. Um, and and that happened. And he scores. And we're up to nothing. And he scores to make it 2-1. I'm like, oh, shit. son of a... And I tweeted that. I'm like, so I retweeted him on tweet. I'm like, yeah, I kind of said that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, but I mean... It, it all worked out, and things got nervous there for a little bit. I mean, for a few minutes, right. it was two to one. Right. So they they had oh it, it, that you know quick turnaround. Jones makes a save, pushes the Donskoy. Blues are making a bad change, which and, uh, it was a three on one. Yeah, that that uh, 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 Maroon came down and with he carried the mail, had the puck, mm-hmm. and he shot right, and uh, which. I didn't like him shooting there, but he had a lane. He had a, he had total. I mean, he was there, um, and they they turned it around quick. Yep. So Don's I think on a goalie a like Jones, if pass. you've got a lane, you take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But uh, but uh, it's 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 maroon shooting from a. I mean, that's not his game. So I I get it though. He had a lane. Um. Yeah, but I wasn't nervous going into game uh, six. I wasn't. I wasn't anxious. I was. I. I. You <laughs> know, this is this is such a Blues fan comment to make. I was nervous that I wasn't nervous. You know, mm-hmm. like I was. I was going into this game saying they're going to win this game. Why am I so confident? Yeah, I shouldn't be this confident. Why am I confident? And and it just it was this inner tor- turmoil that I had all day. And when the game start, I mean, this is this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, and I'm sure there's going to be some things said between the three of us when, this, when we get to the close of this game that are going to be laughed at by some people. But I mean, I felt sick to my stomach when the game started because that was the thought going through my head. I'm like, I'm confident they're going to win this game, but I shouldn't be. I should not be confident with this team. Well, so it was just, ugh, it's, I mean, it was sickening. You you were you were you were. I mean, you're coming off a five nothing win. And, and they've got three of their better players hurt. I mean, and not playing. I mean, any rational mind is thinking the Blues should win this game. They really should, except for Pierre Maguire, <laughs> who was basically. Uh, I guess we can talk about this now. He he was on. I think it was Sportsnet. Uh, basically said that um, he thought the Sharks were going to win this game because they found ways to win throughout the playoffs. That's a. It's, He's not taking. He's not taking recent events into handed to them. Right. He's not taking recent events into consideration though. Where the coming off a of five nothing uh, skunk and then uh, the the players hurt. I mean, what the hell? So I, I, I it's interesting to hear somebody who he he knows the game. He is knowledgeable and uh, to pick the shark. That's just. I mean, you know, pick the sharks. That's fine. But um, he said he had his ticket bought and everything to San Jose. So that was uh, that was quite interesting. I heard that. I'm like, really? Huh. That guy, that guy seems to shut his damn mouth. It just didn't I, make any sense to me. I'm like, you know what? Let's talk in detail about why you think the Sharks are going to win. Oh, because they've, they've found ways to get it done. That's a stupid answer. That's a dumb answer. That's a that's a glazing over. Um, that's a lazy fans analysis uh, answer. It's not. It's not that, like him. It reminds me of uh, of a little analysis he had on a game where uh, his Hartford Whalers got destroyed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
And uh, but Mario Lemieux didn't record a point, and he gloated about it afterward. Well, yeah, Mario didn't get a point. Yeah, but you lost eight to one. It's just, that's the type of analysis that guy has. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, we got the early goal in game six again, uh, which I think when this goal went in, when Blaze goal went in off, off Prawn's stick, uh, that, it, it, that, that validified my feeling for the day. Well, that actually is what got me confident. Because going into the game, I was super nervous that, you know, <laughs> that maybe Kane actually scores because I had heard it 35 times in the previous yeah. game. You know, maybe this time he does not the post. But yeah. no, I, I was I was very nervous about who would get the first goal. And, um, you know, the Blues came out. They played their game. They, you know, one of their first rushes in. They get that opportunity. And, yeah, that from that point on, I'm like, yep, yep. I it's so funny that I because I, I I said I was confident during the day and I was and I was uh, confident uh, when the game started, but then when the goal went in when 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 Perron got credit for that goal I was like I I, I, I even though I was really confident I I couldn't uh, I couldn't be- I I had a hard time believing it for some reason it was just like oh my gosh yes this is happening and yeah. it's going to yep. happen and uh it's I, just coming I tweeted true. those exact words i said this is happening <laughs> like it's crazy it's yeah i can't believe this keeps happening we're getting the early goals we're playing well um even when we don't play well we're 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 bending but not breaking and we're keeping the puck out of the net and we're scoring first it's just it, everything like it was said before the recipe for success in the playoffs it was just we were getting every aspect of it it was just it's Weird. funny because before the game started, my you know my wife always asked me what my prediction is, and I told her I, I, I said same thing I told you guys. You know I'm I'm confident. I don't know why I'm confident, but the Blues are going to win. You know four to one, six to one, seven to one. They're going to kill them. And you know then Blaze scored. Well, uh, we thought at the time Blaze scored the goal, but we found out later it went off Perron. And it, that puck goes in. And I'm you know we scream, we yell, we're excited. I look at my wife and I just go. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. And she goes, I know you already told me they're going to do it. I'm like, yeah, but now I actually believe myself. It's like Adrian. Like they're actually going to do it. It's like Adrian on Rocky, Rocky Four, when uh, Rocky is getting ready to knock out Drago. You're going to do it. Um, you can't beat him, Rock. You can't win. Um, yeah, you just said you can't win earlier in the movie, and now you're saying you're going to do it. You don't get to say that now. I'm glad um, she wasn't in Rocky Six. She died. I know. It's <laughs> awful. It's terrible. Um, so the Blues' second goal, Bertuzzo was tripped up in the corner. Um, didn't hear any complaints about this penalty because it was cut and dry, legit trip penalty. Um, and then uh, Tarasenko didn't take but a few seconds on the Seven power play. Seconds. Seven seconds to uh, pick the Jones, uh, pick the corner on Jones, grazes his shoulder and goes in. Um, I, I, I and I think I thought at the time and I thought about it afterwards, I'm like, is that the biggest goal in Blues history? Because if it's if that's the game winning goal in this game, and at the time it's two nothing. And if we if if we thought it's happening at one nothing, it's like two nothing is like uh, there's no doubt. I mean, right? The way they're playing, they're playing well, and it's two nothing, uh first period's almost over. Fuck. Biggest goal in Blues history besides I guess Ron Shock's uh, overtime goal to send the Blues to the playoff, uh, the finals in their first in '68. Yeah, '68. So that was a big goal. Um, but this is biggest one since then. 
I mean, if it's a, it's a game winner, I, it's not overtime. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. It's I, up there. I still, it's up there, but I still think Wickenheiser, Monday Night Miracle. Yeah, but even it, though yeah. That, that didn't get us to the final. I, I that was a huge goal, but we lost that series. Yeah, we did, but I yeah, still think but... that's a more important goal. Uh, no, I, and, I, and I mean, I would I, even argue yeah. Maroon round but, round two game seven in Dallas. Man, that was oh, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, any playoff, any any long playoff run, you're gonna have a number of moments that were. Troy Brower. Troy Brower. That was big. That was big because they just exercised demons. That right. was just, my God. But I, I kind of felt that way about the Sharks, though. Yeah. Right? That's you it. Well, losing them in 16, that was, yeah, I agree. And um, what about Jochen Hesch against the Toronto Maple Leafs in November of 2001? <laughs> the the six. I'm looking that back. up. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand. Um, oh yeah. man. Okay. If it's not, if it's not the no, biggest it's, goal, it's 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 top few. It's it's up there. It's it's top three, four, five. It's up there. It was a very important huge goal. goal. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my buddy up in Minnesota texted me, and he's got a piss rocket of a shot. <laughs> a piss rocket of a shot. <laughs> like wow. I, I love hockey lingo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's it was. We all um, snipe Selly boys. Yep. Oh yeah, we did. We did trade letter kitty gifts after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blues Hat says Kairou is a better replacement for Fabry. Blay doesn't have the offensive skill. Granted, we haven't seen a lot of Kairou uh, with the big club yet. So, yeah. and when we did, the puck wouldn't stick on his stick. Yeah, I. I mean, uh, I'm gonna. I, he's got a lot of talent. I'm gonna. I'm not going to say he's a better replacement than Blay because he hasn't uh, shown it at the NHL level yet. Blay's impact hasn't been scoring. It's been the hits. Oh, yeah. He's been phys- a physical presence, a uh, big body, uh, uh, pushing around guys that are veterans. You know, it's just uh, it's interesting. I love it. Right. And if this is a serious conversation that we're having about Kairou. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I, I didn't read the, the lead up to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always leery of uh, taking Mr. Blues Hats commentary, but the question was my uh, from Mike Meyer. Do you guys think Blay has made a case to replace Fabry for next season? I do. Fab Fabry, uh, yeah. Fabry, yeah. yes, yeah. But Fabry's what, a is he a free agent next year? Yeah, he, yeah, he's not RFA. Back. He's not back. He well, he's RFA, uh, so yeah, yeah. she might be able to move him. Um, but I don't know. I I also I feel like Fabry could get off the schneid if given ample opportunity he just he's not the player that we've needed in this postseason no he's not sammy blay has been the guy and he and that's true he has not had a ton of opportunity to to get back on track and to actually you know prove himself again so he just he's just a guy that doesn't really fit into the system anymore um yeah you know you know maybe that's not fair to him but at the same time i mean this team's rolling. Um, you know, the the two years he was out, they drafted skill guys like Kairou and Thomas, and these guys are ready to step in, and you just don't need a Fabry anymore. So he's probably on his way out. I will say real quick, Mandarin Melon in the chat, uh, here up to pisser, half clapper, boys. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, also, I want to say uh, uh, hello to a friend of ours that uh, hasn't been in the chat in a while. Uh, light, sound, geometry, and analog electronics. <laughs> we had an acronym for him. LSGAE. Just, just, just call him Scuba. 
Scuba. That's right, Scuba. Uh, yeah, That's we uh, want, want to welcome Scuba back. He's he's talking. We haven't seen him since like mid-season. I think last time we saw him, the this, Blues were this, in last place. This show can't go on for about another hour because there's a massive storm coming. <laughs> yeah, there is a oh, major, really? Yeah, there's okay. a major gust for like, this Not thing. for a while, though. Yeah, there's there is actually a tornado warning um, tonight, too. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay, more warnings. So that was yeah that was fun too because I, I who who out there in the YouTube chat was watching on a satellite dish <laughs> game five on uh, six on a satellite dish, I I had Spectrum, so I was I didn't lose so my you, signal. You didn't lose your signal, but you had I had an interruption. You had three or four emergency alerts. I had I had two. One was during the game for about God it was like two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. It was painful. Yeah. Uh, the other one was at a commercial break in between periods. I think so. That was that was fine, but uh, yeah. The the one the first one was like a just painstakingly long, so they couldn't just put some at the bottom of the screen. I mean, like everyone does, like scroll something, yeah, emergency broadcast system. I get it, but yeah, I, yeah. whatever. Yes, yes, I know tornadoes are important. Um, people my die. wife, uh, I had the just I just had like Channel Five News on, and it was about six fifty eight. She just goes, "This shit better go off before the game starts," and I just laughed. I'm like, um. It's on a different channel. I can just turn. Well, why no. haven't you changed it yet? I'm like, it's 6.58, woman. Oh, uh, well, the, 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 as far as Spectrum goes, the the announcement, the, the emergency broadcast system, right. it it's over every, every station. Channel, yeah. You change the station, it's on every station. You can't. It's, yeah, I don't, it I don't, it I takes over your entire problem. feed. Yeah. I stream. Jeff's a cord cutter. Yeah, you're a cord cutter. I get it. So in the, the uh, six minutes after Gambrel's goal, which you talked about, uh, Shen finally scores. Which, well earned for him because he was all over the place. He had a tons of chances, couldn't score, didn't score, and he gets a big one. Uh, puts the was up three to one. Uh, it was a uh, Thomas made a nice nice play on the boards to keep the puck in, uh, cut it off, and then uh, Petrangelo shoots, uh, and Shen is on the top of the Jones to bury the rebound, uh, three to one. And he broke his stick, I guess, after the uh, he broke his celly during a celebration because he yeah it was the the bottom the above the uh, blade was broken. <laughs> Yep, I, I loved it. That was that's quite the selly. Uh, Shen's had some good sellies in his in his time with the Blues. I, like I, Shen. Yeah. I hope they resign him simply for the sellies. Yeah, I, but I you know that going you know starting to think too far ahead. But uh, do do they resign him or do they allow Kyru to come in and? Thomas I I want to see him recently. I, 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 I said want this. Him. I want him back. I, I want this whole team back. I said He's this. Guy, right? I said this uh, when the team was struggling early in the season, and people were saying trade Shen because he's a you know he's and, UFA. He's the I said guy I said no. I want him. I said I don't care. I, I I want him. I like him. I said I want him to stay. Um, I said I said when when the team was struggling, I'd rather see this team build around Shen and O'Reilly. I love the way those guys play. Yep. Um. Bozak scores off a defender stick with 6.55 left to make it 4-1, to one, uh, which basically sealed the deal. I think I told my kids, I'm like, that's it, we're done. The game's over, we're going to the finals. When, uh, that, when that goal goes in, um, that was when I started to, to kind of lose my composure. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I think, I don't know, did you guys see the video of, of Bobby Plager that the Blues released mm-hmm. today? Oh, where he's pacing? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was the goal where he said kind of the same thing, where he was just... He's finally like, okay, I can watch now. Like he can't even watch the games, yeah. And he was able to watch it at that goal, and it was that's how it was with me. I mean, I, I had at points, I had my hands over my eyes. I was, 
pacing up and down my hallway. I could not sit and focus. When that goal goes in, I finally was able to just sit down and say, okay, uh, they're going to do this. And it just, it, you're going to do it. Feeling, I started feeling the tears well up. I mean, it was, it was, it was craziness. You know, uh, this goal, Bozak's goal, if you watch from when the Blues exit their zone and, uh, through center, the, and the neutral zone uh, transition uh, into the shark zone, this was a thing of beauty. This, this was a perfect execution of the, the the forwards uh, uh, going through the neutral zone into the offensive zone, taking to the net perfectly. It was um, it was it was the 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 passing was perfect, just the right time. The Sharks um, kind of they played positionally. They didn't really take man take a man, but this and it was perfect. And then the pass across had it not been deflected by uh, who was it who got who went for the defender stick had it not been deflected. Um, the winger I think it was Shen. Uh, was there to slam it in, uh, but it went in off of uh, who's uh, some sharks defender stick uh, went up and was under. He, was it Heed? Might have been Heed. Went off of his stick and under uh, Jones's arm, and the goal. So, uh, but if you if you get a chance to go back and watch that goal, watch that that goal and how the Blues bring the puck up the ice. It's just it's nice. It's not like fancy, but it's just efficient. It's just nice. That's you know what I like. I think that is. Kind of a uh, an explanation of the, the the Baruby style of play. I mean, they you can say, yeah, of course the Blues have players that can score the fancy goals, but he has a very efficient game plan that this team has executed since he well since they started to turn around. They have these plays where they just get up ice quick, they move the puck quick, they get the puck in, and and they they uh, they make the right play, and that's just something we haven't seen from this team. In a very long time, and um, Craig Berube is going to earn every every penny of that contract he's going to get at the end of the year. You, uh, the uh, the Blues were something like uh, 0 for seven or 0 for eight or whatever it was in open empty net uh, chances, <laughs> over ten whatever it was. Uh, they hadn't scored empty net goal in the playoffs yet. Right, had Jaden Schwartz scored in game three? Yeah. Right, I know, right? The hand pass never happens. The hand pass never happens, and maybe the Blues don't get motivated. Who knows what happens? Yep. Um, but uh, uh, and then uh, Sunquist uh, misses the empty net. Granted, he was hacked and slashed and hooked um, on the hands. And yeah. you know what? Uh, where the fuck was that call? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where's the where's the officiating there? I mean, it was on the uh, the uh, the hook on the hands the whole time when he's shooting. That's why he shot wide. Um. But then uh, Barbashev gets the rebound on the boards and uh, wheels and fires Rings in the empty net. In off the post. Off the post and in. So and that and that sealed it. Five to one. If it wasn't sealed already. Western Conference Champions. So that's uh never, that's a new one. Never been able to say that one before. <laughs> that's, you know what? Uh yeah. Forty nine years ago, last time, and that was uh it's older than me, so I, I yeah. It's a, it's, it, I, it didn't, it didn't really hit me until this morning. I, when I, I, after the game, I was happy. I, we, we blared glory here in the house while the kids got ready for bed. Um, it was fun and yes. uh, exciting. It was great. It was happy. But this morning going to work, I dropped the kids off at school. I was going to work and I had Gloria playing on the radio, uh, windows down, just into, and it just kind of hit me. I just got really, really happy. It was so weird how it happened. Got really happy 
And I started to tear up a little bit on the way to work. And I was like, I can't believe this. And I got emotional. That was all of a sudden. It's weird, it weird how that happened on the way to work. What triggered it? I don't know. I just got thinking about it and it happened. It's, it's crazy. For me, it was it was a matter of, I mean, I was, not to, not to get too emotional here today, but I mean, I, uh, it was my dad and everyone knows I've talked about on the show before how close I was with my dad and why um, I'm a blues fan is because of him. And um, he's the one that took me to all the games when I was a kid. And um, we share so many memories together. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, if you've been living under a rock, uh, lost my father in 2015. Um, and, you know, I, uh, he used to call me after every single blues game, the day that I moved out every game, he would call me uh, and I would pick up the phone. How about them blues? And that's why it was so hard when the blues made their run in 2016, because I'm like, Oh my God, he'd be calling me right now. And I've, I've told myself to not think about that anymore. And I haven't uh, after every blues game. I don't, I don't think about it. I thought about it this game, of course, because I thought, my phone would be ringing right now. Actually, I probably would have been with him, to be quite honest. But if I wouldn't, he would have been calling me right at that moment. And we would have been having the longest, happiest conversation that we've either of us have had in our entire lives. So it, it made me very emotional. Uh, it just brought back all the memories. The, the 2001 team that I thought was going to go all the way. The 2000 team that I thought was going to go all the way. The 2003 team that had a good chance. All the recent teams, I mean, the, the 90s, the 96 team, it, it just made me think of all these moments that the Blues have had to, to clinch it, to get there, to get to the final, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. And, you know, we always say these things aren't coming together. The Blues don't have the puck luck. They're not getting the goaltending. They're getting everything right now. And to see it all finally come together made it emotional for so many people. Again, you watch the, the Bobby Plager video and he's, he's tearing up his, his, uh, his, um, uh, his, was it his daughter? I think that was in there as well. Um, she's tearing up. I mean, everyone was crying. Kelly chase. There's uh, reports from, from Jeremy Rutherford that uh, Kelly chase was in the hallway, just crying his eyes out. I mean, so many people got emotional over this because of, you know, this story, everyone has their own story as to why this was such an emotional night. And I mean, it, I couldn't sleep last night. I, I, I went out, I bought my, my Western conference champ shirt. I stayed up till about 3am. Cause I just could not go to sleep. I, I even said, I'm like, I, this smile is not leaving my face for at least 24 hours. And it hasn't, this has been some of the, uh, just the way that I feel, I haven't felt this way. Uh, since I was a kid, it's it's crazy how how much this has affected my mood within 24 hours. Yeah, um, you know, just to share real quick. You know, I had a lot of uh, a lot of the similar stuff. Um, you know, we danced in our house. Uh, me and Julie and the three dogs danced to Gloria uh, in the <laughs> kitchen, and uh, it was that was just that was a ton of fun. Um, the for me, um, I got emotional after, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to bed right away. So I, I sat back and watched uh, NHL Network uh, for a while 
and uh, Kevin Weeks uh, got into it, um, you know, ab- about the blues history and, you know, uh, you know, just uh, it, it at that point, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there just thinking and reliving, you know, all the memories I've had. It's been 40 years since I went to my first game. I was two and a half years old when my parents took me to the first game, and I've been waiting this long. You know, I'm remembering my first playoff disappointment. You know, I think I was old enough to remember sitting sitting in the car listening to the Blues get knocked out by the Toronto Maple Leafs in like '83, '84, and I'm like, God, I it's so crushing. And you know, it's been that for for so damn long. You know, 35 years of knowing that. You know that we only get to the conference final every fifteen years, and this year we broke that. And I, you know, I think for me personally, that's that's where I got a little bit of confidence when we finally broke that. You know that silly uh, number, um, and so yeah, I I did get to talk. Um, my my parents called and uh, we talked, uh, which you know that that was. Uh, yeah, it's something that we've been doing after every game this year, um, you know. And so, so yeah, it, it's uh, the the waterworks came for me while I was sitting there alone in the basement watching NHL Network, just <laughs> thinking about it all. I thought, man, this is sad. I should have. Uh, well, I mean, you guys night. were involved in the in the Twitter chat. Well, I think it was Eric uh, Puck Guy fourteen from uh, Teal Town and messaged us and. You know, he, you know, we made a couple of jokes back and forth and, you know, but I literally responded to him that, you know, made something about how I love him. And, and, you know, I was half joking, but again, I felt so great that I'm like, I can't yep. say anything negative, even as a joke. Like, this is just the greatest moment that I can remember I've had in such a long time. And I just, man, I mean, there was no negativity in my body. I mean, I, I haven't told my wife. I'm like, I really hope like one of my family members doesn't call me and say, you know, Hey, I need to borrow 400 bucks. Okay. Take whatever you need. You know, it's just, I wouldn't be able to turn anyone down at that point. This is a Jeremy Boyer. If you didn't know. Yes. You know, it's the soul. Uh-huh. It, the it soul. does do the soul. Um, he, uh, it's funny, uh, that I, because we're, we're, you know, we've been around for a long time as far as being blues fans and we've been through a lot of shit, um, and, uh, suffered a lot. Um, and I, I hope that uh, the teenagers uh, that are uh, excited and enjoying this run now uh, appreciate it and uh, don't take it for granted. Yeah. Because uh, the folks that you know, the, the, even the preteens or whoever, young kids uh, who have been fans for you know three, four, five, you know eight, ten years, uh, not a long time. Um, and I hope they. Uh, it, it, it's not a common thing. So um, I, Do I would not take this for granted. No, uh, don't take it for granted. Um, hopefully, it happens more often than it than it has in the past from here on out. But um, you never know. Right. So I mean, it, that's that's the thing. So um, uh, appreciate it, enjoy it, and uh, you know, uh, don't uh, don't take it for granted. 
Yeah, and I'm, spend spend a ridiculous amount of money to go to one of these games because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I you know that's well. I, last night I uh, I didn't uh, I don't have a, I didn't have a chance to go over to St. Louis and get uh, you got the shirt right, Jeff. I didn't get the shirt. I I ordered one, so I it's I'm going to pick it up at the STL Authentics uh, at Ameri- at uh, Enterprise. I don't know at some point. So that and a hat. I got that and a hat. Yeah, I I wanted to get down there today. Um, and I was gonna stop there after work and wound up not having enough time. Yeah, no, uh, parking, no. parking was insane. <laughs> like I could see from the highway that there, there were cars double parked around there, so I'm like, I'm not even gonna try it. Do you guys have uh, Dick's Sporting Goods on your side of the river? Yeah, yeah. there's one in uh, Fairview, right? Yeah, yeah, they they should. That's where I got mine. Oh, okay, they'll just go over there. Yeah, that's true. They do have them. I the one the one I was at at West County uh, were sold out of the hats, but I know that they're get, they said they're getting a big shipment in tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, I think I think Saint I think Enterprise is probably closer time wise than Fairview mm-hmm. from here. It's about a half an hour to Fairview from here ish. Yeah. And for me, if five, I can, it's about five minutes farther. If I can pop by there after work tomorrow, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a hell of a. Lot if you would do. like Bill to pick you up a shirt, uh, just go ahead and tweet him at <laughs> Billy Buno. <laughs> um, He's in such a giving mood; he'll pay for it too. Um, no, no, I will not. <laughs> Because I have I have uh, hockey tickets to Game Four that I have to pay for. Oof. Now that you know, it's funny, Bill. You just mentioned you know if you can afford it, you know if you can find a way to pay for it to go to one of these games, do it, Bill. That's what's killing me. I I, I mentioned this on Twitter to to a couple of you guys. We just closed on a house last week, <laughs> so I'm not allowed to basically spend any credit. Which I will tell you right now, I would have been like. Hey, honey, I don't care. We're going to spend $2,000, $3,000. We're going to one of these games. We're going to put it on a credit card. I can't do that right now. You know You know what the thing with me is that I've, uh, for games five and six, I'll be in Disney World in Florida with my kids. So, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a nice chunk of change I'm shelling out too. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I mean. That's a true blues fan though. Not believing we're going to be there. And no, scheduling a vacation. I well, I was I would I did not schedule it. I'm along for the ride. So I that's that's so I, I was told this is when it was going to be. I'm like, and as soon as I was told what the dates, I'm like, oh, that's going to be about when the finals are and if the Blues get there. Um, so I don't I don't schedule. I would never schedule a vacation in the first half of July ever because first that's June. June. I'm sorry, June. Yeah. Uh, the the that's when finals are. So I would never do that. But uh, this happened. And uh, so it's my kid's first trip to Disney. So I really wanted to go. And the games are on NBC while I'm there. So I, I'll watch it somewhere. I'm sure they have a sports bar somewhere in Harry Potter world. Yeah. Well, and there's it's there's seven o'clock games. So it's, yeah, is, I don't is know. It, is it Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World in Florida. Yeah, there's a, there's an ESPN zone or something uh, off of... Uh, uh, the street Disney street or whatever they call it Disney Avenue or whatever. It's, it's a really nice bar. You'll have to go there to watch it. Well, it'll be, it'll be in the evenings a bit night. So it's, I, I assume we'll be done in the park ish by then. Uh, so yeah, my, I'm sure my daughter and, uh, uh, and I'll go watch it somewhere. My son probably too. I don't know. We'll see. And I'll be, I'll be yelling and, and cursing and cheering at the TV. And hopefully there'll be blues fans around me at some, at least some, and not just like some guy in a bar yelling. That'd be weird. Uh, did we if they not, cl- if uh, they clinch in games five or six, I'm gonna be so pissed. 
I'm mean, so pissed to, to not because really honestly, it, it, a clinching game I would not be opposed to if I'm not going to the game I'd be opposed to going to like Ballpark Village or something just be around a shit ton of people mm-hmm. and just be and just experience the whole thing. Because yep. I've I've been to games at, at watched games at Ballpark Village before, and with all with the places packed, so much fun. It's I mean it's not like being inside the arena, but it's it's a lot of fun. So uh, I don't know I I. I'm hoping I can be here. For, so if the Blues sweep <laughs> or if they win it in seven, I'll be here. If it's five or six, I'll be in Florida. Yeah. So I, I bought tickets to game four because of uh, the trend that has happened in the Eastern Conference this year. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's the thing, too, is that uh, also the, the, the stat, which is very interesting, that I think it's like the last six or seven years that the the team with more rest— 16. Yeah, the team with more rest has lost like six or seven in a row, and thirteen last sixteen. Yep. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy. Yeah, and and Vegas the, last year. Yep. Uh, and Vegas didn't look good in the finals last year. They got beaten five. Yeah. Yep. So uh, and they had a lot. They had they didn't have as much rest as Boston. Boston's gonna have ten days rest. Yeah. Blues have five. Yeah. Ten days rest is a lot to have off in the playoffs. But yeah, the uh, the stat that I'm referencing is the. Uh, <clears throat> Penguins were swept by the Islanders, right? Who were then swept by the Carolina Hurricanes, <laughs> who were then swept by the Boston Bruins. Ergo, ah, gotcha. The Boston Bruins are going to be swept by the Blues. Are we doing predictions tonight? Are we? Are we going to do this? Are we? Well, make it, this is the first. I mean, this is the show, this is the last show before the next round starts. So I, I was gonna I was gonna say if we wanted to, um, since we were just talking about all of our you you tweeted something out, Kurt earlier. About you know what your uh, what your reaction was to the big win? Yes, and uh, we should read them on air. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so let me. Uh, Almost forgot about that. Close up. Uh, Jay Lash, who's at two four lashing, uh, he says uh, he was pacing. My muscles wouldn't relax in the third period. I never felt more uncomfortable. Uh, the volume was low since my condo neighbors have kids, and also because of the, uh, NBC Sports Network commentary. Uh, once Gloria played, I texted my dad. Couldn't trust my voice to stay low volume if I called. Uh, Kurt, you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, Stanley Cup Finals Grant, uh, which is at Grant Sales, says, I was on break at work at 3.35 a.m. in England. I dropped my fork and sobbed. Best feeling. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. And uh, the last, the other one we got was from 4, two, four and 2 Gloria Sue. Who's at Annie Greer ninety two? Says watching with my mom and son, three generations of blues fans screaming and crying in absolute rapture. Rapture. Uh, we all bleed blue. Hashtag Stanley Cup. So, I like. Yeah, I, I like the use of rapture. Yeah, it, I mean it was it was pandemonium. I mean we, my wife and I, we always talk all the time about how my son is such a, a heavy sleeper and um, uh, he slept through a, a tree falling through our house basically. Uh, we woke him up last night. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it got pretty crazy over here. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, the, this is a rematch from 1970, uh, the Bobby Orgel, uh, which everyone knows about, uh, ad nauseum, ad nauseum. It's yeah. the it's, most famous photo in sports history, pretty much. So it, it's the t- first or second most infamous moment in blues history apart from the Iserman goal. Yeah. Yep. 
and it's, it's and the fact that we haven't gotten uh, a sniff uh, since then, yep. it's just been like just that that lingering thing. Um, it's interesting that it's the it's a rematch between the two teams, and um, so Rask is. I mean, the, really, all this all these analysis the analysis of how well the Bruins have been playing, um, how Rask is is uh, playoff MVP probably so far. Um, he's been fantastic. Uh, their top line, uh, Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand, tough top line. Uh, if St. Louis fans didn't hate Marchand before this series, they will loathe him after this series, I'm sure. Um, so, but all this stuff is is you got to factor in this 10-day layoff and how they're going to respond to it. So I don't even know if it's a matter of, okay, they're playing great. Um, how the Blues going to handle that? It's... To me, the narrative is they were playing great. Are they going to be able to maintain that level of play after having been off for 10 days? I, I wish we could look into, and maybe there is a way to do it, but I, and I'm actually there is a way to do it. I just don't want to do the work for it. Um, somebody wants to pay me to do the work for this, I will. Um, the layoffs that teams have had in the past, 10 days, it, that seems way longer than we've seen in the past that's right that's I, I i don't it's a lot i'm sure it's happened before but it's it's a lot right it, it it's odd to me that nbc didn't start this this coming saturday rather than wait until memorial day itself yeah i don't i don't i mean i don't know i mean i'm fine with it because the blues yeah. get five days off which right. is a and it's it, a good number and it extends the bruins for another you know five days yeah so so yeah, I mean it it's it's an oddity that we're going that long, but uh so the one thing for Boston that that favors is getting Chara healthy. Chara's been yep. banged up. He's 42 years old. It's been a tough playoff for him. He, you give him 10 days and you know it, it's going to make him that much better. Um, well, and he's it's longer than 10 days cuz he missed game 4. Right. For him. Uh, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's so, he's he's got like twelve days rest, right? So you've got that, um, but I I'll tell you what this what worries me like every so maybe not in Dallas I think we were kind of fifty fifty but in every other series I felt we had the better goalie in the Winnipeg series mm-hmm. I thought Bennington was going to be better than Hellebuck every night mm-hmm. Bishop was you know one of the Vesna right he's he was really good Vesna's probably runner well, up for Vesna this year and, and but in the, he in that series he turned out to be not so good. I know we talked about that we talked about we were surprised that he wasn't playing quite as well as he right. his, we thought it would yeah right. he gave up a lot more goals yep. uh, above his goals against average mm-hmm. um but when we got against Marty Jones uh, like I was like, yeah, we we definitely have the better goalie, and that's that's how it turned out. In this series, no, Tuka Rask scares the hell out of me. Oh yeah, he is he but is the MVP. He is, but the level of play he's been playing at is, it's it's something you have to wonder if he can maintain. He's he's got under it's not what one point eight something GAA. It's it's low, it's right. real low, and uh, that's I mean. <sighs> Maybe he maintains it. Maybe he plays just. I mean, if he plays that well, if he plays that well, they're going to win. 
I mean, if if he has a 1.8 GAA over the course of the finals, they're going to win. Right. Um, And that's, that's the shit that scares me. I, I think they're going, I think this series is going to be very low scoring, very hard checking and very tight. Not to, not to completely just dismiss the Bruins because I do not intend to do that at all, but I don't think they've been tested since Toronto personally. Um, I thought Columbus after they swept, I don't think they looked that good against Boston. I think Carolina was riding a high, like we saw from Dallas, uh, Oh seven or Oh eight when they made the conference final out of nowhere. And then they petered out against the, the red wings. Um, I think that's the same thing with Carolina. I don't think they really truly belonged there. Not, you know, not saying that, you know, they, they weren't a good team, but uh, for them to, to and then for them to play the Islanders before that, who I thought was kind of weak, um, just I just think Boston, they're not they haven't faced as tough an opponent. The toughest opponent they faced was Toronto in the first round. And I think they're in for a rude awakening when I, they play against the Blues. I do, too. I, I think I think uh, I think it was Brett Hall last night on the postgame show on Fox Sports Midwest was saying that, you know, he was at first looking at Boston when they won and said, you know, oh, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Blues. But then after the game last night, the flips, he flipped a switch and said, you know what? These boys are going to bring it to Boston. Like, you got to worry about Boston being able to handle the Blues. I, I, and, I, I agree. And, I, think, I think Boston's going to have to uh, amp up their game uh, to beat the Blues. They're going to have to play better than they have the last – well, I mean, they played well in the last two series. Don't get me wrong but they can't expect the blues to be at that same level of competition they had the last two rounds. I think Columbus was fairly physical with them, uh, but I don't think their scoring was there. Uh, Carolina, I thought Boston just walked all over them. Uh, but the blues, they've got the scoring depth. They maybe not the, to the, to the, the voice of Toronto, but they've got scoring depth uh, and they're physical. This is going to be, a very tough matchup for the Boston Bruins. And it's going to be tough for the Blues, too. I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but um, for the the Bruins, what they faced this playoff, I don't think they've faced anything like the Blues yet. No, I, I, I can. I mean, well, the, the Blues were the best team in the NHL second half of the season. So even better than uh, Tampa Bay. What's the head-to-head record? Blues, Bruins. Well, they split. They split. Yeah, the Blues won in overtime. Yeah, or a shootout. Blues won in a shootout, and uh, Boston won the first time. the The Blues won the second game. The I think the Boston won the first time because it was the it was the uh, Sammy Blay shootout goal where he outweighed Rask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. So they split that, and then that was the that was the, that was a save the game with a great save on Bacchus that uh, Bennington had. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That gigantic glove save coming mm-hmm. back across the crease. Yep. The the you know, we talked about it at the time. He is rarely out of position. Right. And that was one of those cases, but he made an acrobatic save. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I do wanna to, I was gonna touch on some of the YouTube chat unless you guys have Well, I wanted to say I wanted to say um that uh uh Mark uh Aldred he asked about uh Oh yeah Bennington playing for Providence. And uh, which is Boston's AHL team uh, last season, and when the Blues were without an AHL affiliate, uh, they loaned Bennington to Boston uh, to Providence, and they played there. So, 
would that give Boston more of a book on Bennington than other teams may have had? It's a possibility, uh, but I think I, I think you can make the case for both sides. I mean, there's I'm not sure I'd have to look at the roster, but I know there's a couple Providence guys that are playing there with Bennington, and and maybe you know obviously he probably didn't see Marchand or any of those guys, but. Um, you know, they're going to say, well, here's his weaknesses. He was in the system. You know, they, I'm sure there was times where he saw Bruins tape and says, okay, it's pretty easy to see how we can beat these guys. I, I, I think it does go both ways, even though he was just in the AHL. You know what? Uh, there were so many people that when Bennington first came up, it was playing really well. And even blues fans, the, the typically Jake Allen supporters, which I hate, I hate saying that because it's just a weird thing to think about. But um, the the folks that were not, they were they wanted Allen to get more starts, and they were oh well, you know, Benning's playing well, yeah, sure. But once teams get a book on him, then he'll, he's going to be exposed. That's what's going to happen, and that never really happened. Um, the, the, Bennington has played enough to where I think um, in the NHL. Um, he's been, and we talked about this uh, a show a number of shows ago. Um, that he's been around for a while. He's been playing professional hockey for. He's twenty five years old, so I mean there there's plenty of video and tape on him. I mean to to see how he plays. I mean, and uh, the fact that he played in Providence, maybe some guys they can ask uh, at the coaching staff or some players uh, what's what's his tendencies. Maybe they might have some insight, but. I don't know. I I, I I don't see anything that they're going to say that, that they can't determine from video from him playing in the NHL for the past you know half season. Right, and I think you're not looking at Jordan Bennington from a year ago. That's true. You're looking at NHL-proven Jordan Bennington. Do I look nervous? <laughs> I mean, he's he has the quiet, confident swagger that no Blues goaltender has had. And I, I don't, you know, I think, yeah, you might have a, a couple of guys who might've had his number in practice and, and that kind of thing, but it's not going to make that big a difference over the course of the series. This is what I was going to say. Keith, Keith Price in the YouTube, my brother in the YouTube chat said, uh, if Winnipeg, Dallas, or San Jose couldn't figure out Bennington, Boston won't have the secret info, uh, because he was just that good. What I was going to say was that, you know, Winnipeg had every opportunity to get video on Bennington. Um, I'm sure they looked at tons of video to try and determine tendencies or whatever. Uh, it's playoffs. You know, that's, that's the, and Dallas, same way. Um, and, and with, you know, Bishop too. I mean, Bishop's got, I mean, play goalies who've been on for a while. There's tons of video on different players. I mean, the, I don't think, um, I think Bennington has played enough in the league to where any book on him is out there and uh, the teams have looked at it and they know it and they just, and they, we've seen teams try certain things. We've seen teams try uh, to go high. You could tell they're trying to go high, trying to go five hole one game. And uh, I I mean, it doesn't really pan out. I mean, uh, so and Jeff touched on this a couple of weeks ago. The one, the one area of the game that causes us concern is the wraparounds. Right, but 
that didn't seem to be as much as a, of an issue um, later in the series. Uh, there were uh, going it, post it to post. An, it was an issue in the Dallas, series, right? Right. But right. He corrected for the San Jose. Yeah, series. and it could have been an issue where I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on too much on things, but uh, it, it could have been just a, a couple of plays that he didn't get over. I mean, it, but uh, that we noticed that we talked about. But um, I don't. I didn't really see. He went post to post pretty pretty good on the uh, in the. Uh, Right, uh, last, series against San Jose. Right in well, the game last night, he made mm-hmm. uh, yes. two to one. He made a huge save on Barkley. Good, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Beautiful save too. No, and you mentioned the the tape on him. You know, and we talked about this on the show, uh, Kurt. You said, you know, it's not like this guy has just started playing goalie yesterday. You know, they, they, yeah, they they have tape on him, and and oh, just wait till Binton has tape on him. They've got tape on him. Everyone has tape on him. They've watched how to beat him. They can't figure him out. Uh, I do like here what what uh, Josh Webster said. You can't figure out someone who doesn't show emotion, so <laughs> <laughs> might be some truth to that. But but no, I I um I just don't think that I think that the game has evolved so much now in terms of technology that there isn't that you don't have Tamaka Fuka Fuji coming in from Japan. Holy shit! I don't know where that reference came from. Uh, you don't have Tamaka Fukafuji coming in for the LA Kings. What? That's going to be racist. That's, that was his name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds Japan, racist. Japan playing goalie for the Kings in a random November game. I mean, you've seen enough tape on Jordan Bennington that if you haven't figured it out now, or if you haven't figured it out by now, you're not going to figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. I, I And I think that's... That makes sense. I mean, that that's that's kind of a uh, common sense a- approach to me. I I mean, I don't, I don't. There's not. I don't think there's anything hidden. Uh, maybe the Boston Bruins have some genius video guy that can figure something else out that other teams couldn't uh, from uh, talking to people or video from Providence or that. I don't know, but I I would not say that's a probability. Yeah, no. If, if anything, what I expect is for uh, the Bruins to be a little bit more physical and bumping. Bennington. I see, I can see that kind of thing happening yeah. where they take that kind of approach where they try and bump him and, and get, get him out of his mind. Yeah, but to be honest, I mean, with all with all the, the, all the video review now and the goaltender interference, I mean, that's hard to do now. Yeah, but early in the series, why not run him? No, I, well, okay. Yeah. And they have not the players to do at, it. Not that I'm advocating it, but they have they have players with the mindset of Brad Marchand that, sure. that are going to do that. Sure, and I, I would be shocked if he didn't anyway. Right. I mean, without, you know, being a plan, a game plan. So we'll we'll see uh, the David Backus factor as far as uh, will St. Louis love him after this series? No, nope. <laughs> nope. I I expect David Backus to cause an injury to a Blues player in this series, and I think that will hurt his legacy here. Mm. Which is that fine. is that is my biggest, honestly, my biggest concern because we used to we used to bitch about him on this show when the Blues would go down by two or three goals, he'd get pissed and go head hunting or take a swing at somebody that wasn't expecting it. Man, if the blues go up in the screen or go up by a couple goals and he loses his cool, woof, that, that, you know, be really fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much he's going to play. I mean, he'll play, but I don't know what his ice time is going to be. I haven't looked at his ice time lately. He's fourth line. I think he, I know but he was hurt for a while too. Yeah. He, I think he's been playing a fair amount against uh, Carolina. They had him in fairly regularly uh, playing on, top six minutes i could be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure that's right oh so we got um done status uh they're saying it's uh i mean they aren't saying it's a concussion but 
I mean, it's a concussion. Yeah. It, it, the did, way he left the ice. Did any of you get duped by the fake Kenny Albert account? Uh, for a second I did. Yes. I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, I, but you don't see the verification check mark. You don't notice it, but yeah. Okay. Who, who, <laughs> <laughs> who creates a fake Kenny Albert account? I know. That was my thinking too. I'm like, oh, it's got to be. You know, who, who does that? <laughs> who throws a shoe? Who throws? Honestly, who throws a shoe? Uh, average uh, time on average time on ice this season for well, let's see in the playoffs, he's averaged nine forty six. Hmm. So, which is his by far the lowest of his career in the playoffs. I mean, last season for Boston, he averaged thirteen over thirteen. So he's only averaging nine over uh, over nine. So not a lot. Them's Michael Haley minutes. <laughs> uh, so. Touching on a little bit here from the chat, um, kind of going back to our conversation about how it felt last night. Uh, Mike Meyer says, the wind finally hit me this morning. I was helping my wife go through early labor last night during the game and the tornado warning quite the evening. Sounds <laughs> like it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. He says, uh, we're still waiting for the girl to officially arrive, uh, but we are progressing. Josh Webster did ask if he's naming the baby Gloria. And so- he says, uh, "No, she's the the wife's not going for the name, uh, so that's un- that's unfortunate." But um, so he's contributing to the show on YouTube while his wife's in labor. <laughs> good for him. Is that yeah? Good for him. Keep you know what? And you to be honest, to, to be honest, I've been there. There's not a lot for the guy to do. <laughs> You're there for more support. It's just you don't you don't have much to do. Mike, Mike, feel free to steal this. Um, but I love when people ask. Uh, you know, they'll be talking specifically to my wife, and they'll say, you know. What was your labor like? You know, women sit around talking about labor and all that. And I always just jump in and I say, oh, God, it was excruciating. She kept squeezing my hand. It was terrible. I just, oh, God, I just, I, I can't imagine a pain worse than that. Yeah, that's going to go over well. So go ahead and steal that one from me if you like. <laughs> uh, let's see. Doug Johannes says, uh, also known as Zed, uh, I would rather play Rask than Bishop. Uh, also, um, the Hawaii Blues fan has joined the chat, so big, uh, big aloha to him. He said he wants to come in for game three, so love to have you, uh, Hawaii Blues fan. We could use your uh, enthusiasm here in St. Louis, I'm sure. <laughs> I did. Uh, my brother, uh, Keith, in the YouTube chat said, uh, I dared him to take a photo during his son's labor. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> did you do it? Uh, did he? He did, but it wasn't uh, what I was expecting. It was. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I think smile, uh, honey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Say cheese. <laughs> um, so uh, predictions. We got uh, Bill. You you seem to be implying I, that you're going to predict a sweep. I seem to be implying. No, I that uh, that that was the rationale behind that. Um, partially, also. Um, easier to come by at least when i started i i will tell you that the ticket price went up over 400 dollars a ticket while i was trying to buy oh so you got stuck with the extra yeah oh man yeah. that's rough I, I paid a lot of money uh for the tickets that i got um no i i think it's going to be a either a very quick or a very long series. It's it's going to be over in four or seven. See, that would be perfect for me since I'll be out of town for five and six. I'll be watching on the road. 
So that's uh, I, w- I would love to I would love for the Blues to win the series, obviously, but I would love for them to do it while I'm here at home, yes. <laughs> so I can actually do what I want to do, um, and celebrate uh, appropriately. So uh, so and you so you're saying four or seven? Four or seven? It's not a prediction. I'm not gonna lie. That's very strange. <laughs> well, I said I said Blues in five in the Shark series and fuck the hand pass goal. Right. I said Blues in six. Yeah. So I was I was pretty spot on. Um, uh, <laughs> Jeff, what do for you, me, yeah, go ahead for me. Uh, it, this is, I've never made this prediction in any series ever before. So this is saying a lot. And before I preface this, I don't care what's happened in the Eastern conference. I'm not making this prediction based off the mathematics we've seen with, uh, all the teams there, the sweeps and all that. Um, I'm picking blues and four. I, I think it's going to be a sweep because I think, personally, the Blues, something, we talked about it already, lit under their asses after that Game 3 hand pass goal. They started playing pissed off. They played. They played. We, we kept talking about, we're not getting consistent effort from this team. Somehow, they're still in the playoffs, and they're not giving a consistent effort every single night. We're just not seeing the team we know they can be. Well, we're starting to see that. We're seeing that. We saw it after game three. So we saw it in game four, five, six. I think you're going to see it all the way through the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I know everyone's picking the Bruins. Everyone over at NHL.com is picking the Bruins. Blues, this is the year. It Too much is aligned for them. This this is it. Blues in four. Um, the time off thing is a thing. Um Six, six years in a row, wherever it is, uh, that's not a fluky thing. That's a too much time off um, is a problem. That's science. It's science. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that's the that's the trend. Um, the Blues are playing very well. Um, Boston is playing very well too. I mean, they they took care of business. Uh, and they're, they're, and actually, if you look up and down the stats, uh, the the goals per game, goals against per game, power play, penalty kill, um, all that stuff. Um, the the Bruins own the Blues and all of them. They they have the edge and all of them. But like I said before, the series against the Sharks, um, you're you're that's not that's a small sample size deal. And you're playing. They've only played three other teams, so those are the stats against those teams. That's not those the Blue stats that they have and the Bruins stats that they have. They're against the teams they've played, uh, which is only three teams for each. So I think I don't. It's hard to uh, migrate those stats against each other to compare them and say, "Oh well, the Blues, the Bruins are, are scoring at a higher clip than the Blues." Well, they are, but you don't know how that's going to translate into when they actually play the Blues and how that's going to work. So um, I'm going to say that the time off, I'm, and this is partial wishful thinking, obviously. But um, being time off, being a real thing, um, I'm going to say that that's going to hurt the Bruins early, and the Blues are going to take both games in Boston. They're going to win the first three, actually. And then Boston's going to uh, win game four in St. Louis, a stave off elimination. Because I'm going to be there. Because Bill's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to piss me off because then the, and they'll win in, the Blues are going to win in five. I'm going to say that because uh, I don't think – I think the, uh, the Blues will uh, take care of business in Boston, which – I wanted to. I was up until I actually said it. I was going to say Blues in six because I want them to win at home. But um, and that's probably the smarter pick. But 
I, for some reason, I'm going, I, I'm thinking five. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm losing five. Man, we're confident as hell here. I'm yeah, and, and that stems back to uh, my attitude before game six of the Shark Series. I'm just, and almost confident to a fault probably, um, and I'm yeah. trying to reel it in, but I can't. I know it sounds cocky and like, oh, I'm a homer. Yeah, I am, but I'm trying to be at least, you know, objective about it, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't reel in the optimism. Right. We're you. We're I'm going to say this, and I Blues guarantee it's going to give. Yeah. Right. This this is going to give every Blues fan listening chills when I say this. Imagine a sweep, and the Blues winning the Stanley Cup at Enterprise Center. I would love the sweep. I, I, that, I Unreal. Mean, everybody would, but mostly me, <laughs> because I would not. I, I could get, I could celebrate for a couple of days before I go on vacation. That'd be great. Perfect. And I can enjoy my vacation without having to worry about watching the game or where I'm going to watch it. And ugh. I've already told my wife that when the Blues win this series, um, she she may not see me for a couple weeks. I might just disappear. <laughs> They're doing it. They're winning it. They're going to win the fucking cup this season. We'll hap- have at least happening. one more show before that happens. It's I happening. Think, right? It's fucking happening. Yeah, we will because we'll have, uh, they play Monday, Wednesday, and then there's a couple days off. They play Saturday, so I'm sure we'll have a, a game or a show between games two and three, right? Yeah, and, oh yeah, and if they and if they win in four, like uh, you're saying, Jeff, we'll have to do a show before I leave town because <laughs> I leave town like two yeah. days later. Because <laughs> I yeah, well, I'm not going to do something. Four and, and I mean, I was going to say we could do a show the next night, but uh, I don't even know if we'll all be. No, we won't be sober. <laughs> For, that'd be fun to do a show that way. Um, that'd be uh, the f- second, June second, right? Yeah, June second would be after. No, June fourth would be the day after Game Four. Yep. I'm already scheduled off that day. Oh, it, it was before I bought the tickets. Sure. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. I might. I well. might actually. I might put in for that too. That's a good call, Bill. Let's get started. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Boston ain't gonna know what hit him. And I like to hear Mark Aldred's uh, comments on this on the on the matchup too. I, he's a, a follower of the show and uh, listens to the, uh, the Twitter user, so I like to hear his his comments. I think I think he's what we call a hockey podcast junkie, which yeah. we love those kind of people. Yeah, he always uh, tweets out I'm, what shows he's listening to. Because I am I am too. <laughs> First game uh, Monday night, so yeah. seven o'clock Memorial Day. Get Memorial. your barbecue in. Get in front of the TV. Barbecue, beers, game, done. Seven o'clock, NBC. Be there. Or be square. <laughs> be there or be San Jose. <laughs> See what we did there? Because uh, <laughs> San Jose is not, not there, so that's that's why it's funny. I picked up what you put down. Okay. All right. Uh, that is. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Bring the fucking cup to where it belongs, baby. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available.
think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.